This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture is PlayStation podcast with a 40 years of playing PlayStation and six plus years in that games media combined. I'd thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to join in future conversations, please check out our socials, our Facebook, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all the links in the description below. If you want to join the PlayStation conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash the pop cultures where you can watch us record this show live and on top of that you can, you can interact you can get in there in the chat right now we're having a discussion around fan noise with playstation <laughs> because boy do i have to talk about that a little bit today uh additionally if you want to support the show and you can you can by sharing the conversation tell your friends tell your family about this playstation pod be sure to go on the youtubes like subscribe notification shit you know podcast services five star ratings and all that crap you'll support us financially patreon.com slash the pop culturist or you can uh, buy our merchandise popculturist.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it fucking dressed up all fancy today max yeah. threw me off guard here i am in like Tracky pants and an old busted. Well, see, it, this is, this is my usual Sunday get up. So, like, oh. it's sun. No, <laughs> no, I was literally. It's too cold for a t-shirt. It's not. It's not cold enough for a jumper. Mm. I'll just put a long sleeve shirt on over the top and yeah. walk out the door. Like, I've been like because like, this weekend has been Last of Us weekend. Like, I haven't watched. I haven't watched any wrestling. Yeah, I actually haven't watched wrestling all week. <laughs> you know good luck, I mean? buddy. Uh, buddy, watching the chat. Have a good show. I'll catch up Monday. Back to Last of Us. No worries, buddy. We'll talk to you Monday. Um. Yeah, so like, got my tracky pants on, got my Ugg boots, got my Ugg boots on. Like, I'm living the best life this weekend. This weekend is just. Be- I've told, spoke to the wife. I'm like, playing Last of Us. That's all I'm doing this weekend. She's like, we're gonna be social. I'm like, can I play Last of Us afterwards? She's like, yes, yeah, next weekend. <laughs> but yeah, so that's been the whole thing. So in terms of what we've been playing, the answer is Last of Us. But how have you been anyway? Yeah, it's been a pretty good week. Yeah, yeah. Not much has changed. Yeah, I mean, so, just doing it, going through the motions, but yeah, it's been a good week. Nice, very nice. What about yourself? Yeah, about the same, man. Like, uh, as you know, we talked about last week with work, the new sites I've been running, that kicks off as of tomorrow. So Ooh. I spent the back back end of last week getting that all ready to go. Uh, yeah, other than that, everything's pretty much as normal. Have, yeah, so I haven't watched any wrestling this week. Ooh. No, it's good. I had a week it's off. Good. <laughs> um, especially because right now, fucking wrestling is just dumpster. Like, have you look? Have you seen Twitter? No. Oh my god. But see, I don't follow any any Twitter wrestling stuff. So <sighs> it's fucking brutal right now. Mm. Like, it's just it's it's this big hashtag speak out movement. Everyone's just coming out and addressing um a- addressing the new uh, all the other allegations of abuse and mistreatment within the wrestling industry. Oh yeah. Um. So it's fantastic. Everyone's coming and uh, coming and stepping out and saying all these things. Um. But yeah, there's yeah, it's a lot of allegations, and I hope some things come out of it in a good way. Um, cause it looks as if it's not just, uh, WWE, it's not just the big guys. It's also the local guys, including Melbourne city wrestling, a local one as well. Dash goes new site, not website, dude, new site for work as in a new location. Um, we're working out of two locations now in Geelong. Um, but yeah, other than that, pretty chill. Not, not, not a whole lot, but it's been refreshing actually not having, not watching wrestling. Cause the idea was last bus is coming. I'm not going to commit to anything else. And then we're like, we'll tell, we'll get the, we'll get the code on Monday. Didn't came Wednesday, which is fantastic. So, so thank you, PlayStation Australia, for the code. Um, 
So I was like, all right, piss off SmackDown, piss off Raw. Priority is Last of Us. And then work got in the way and, you know, and then I didn't actually finish it before the, before the tape. But you have. I have. And we'll get into that. I, I did a monster 14, uh, 15 hour session yesterday and, and knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I'm like, so I'm like this close, but I look like, I'm like this my, close. My wife took my kid out for the day and I'm like, I'm going to stay in trackies. I'm going to play some Last of Us. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. But before yeah. we jump into the news for this week, we should do as, as we do every week in order to keep me publicly accountable. Ryan, get less fat update. Hit a new low this week, Max, in a good way. Not one of those like bad lows. I am now seventeen kilos lighter after a you know two weeks of a straight up plateau period where nothing fucking happened. Then my buddy went, oh yeah, and then fucking went down, <laughs> went down like another like just a because I did go back up a little bit, it's about two kilos, just mint, nice, absolutely mint. I've been terrible this week. I don't mm. want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I we we did the. I can't be bothered cooking. Yeah, sounds good. Eat frozen pizza. And then the next night, I had people over for dinner who wanted pizza. So I ended up eating pizza like three, no- three, three days last week. I was like, oh, talk about. It. <laughs> well, I, I, I had the temptation pizza this week. So we went, we went socializing last night with my wife's friends because we. It's one of these things of we always do stuff with my friends. My friends are always here. We're always doing something. Millie never sees her friends. So I'm like, oh, let's go see your friends. And they had pizza, and they had the pizza that I love. Because like I used to love meat lovers and shit, but like it's just too dense now, and I've kind of stepped away from it. So, <laughs> Aussie Dash. with the garlic prawns from Bubba's Pizza, oh, oh delicious! And sure enough, when I went to Millie's friend's place, they had three pizzas. One of them Aussie with garlic prawns. I'm like, Lord's testing me right now. <laughs> Hello, Lord, I see you. Well, I don't see you because you're not real. But if you were real, you'd be testing me right now. Jeez, that's my personal opinion. There you go. <laughs> Fun fact. On a Sunday. Fun, On a fun, Sunday of all days. Fun fact. On a Sunday. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into the section we call Inform the Players, where we tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. E3 week, or faux E3 week, sort of kicked in a gear this week. Yeah, so we had some, uh, we had EA Play announcements earlier this week. So, as we all know, E3 got cancelled. Every, well, almost everyone's doing their own, sh- own shows. So the announcements that came out of EA Play are there is a new skate game in development. Yes! They said it's super duper early days, but it's happening. Yeah, man! We, a, before we even touch anything else, let's, uh, let's just okay. break it bit by bit because okay. a couple of things that happened here. The hell? It's been like a decade. Yeah, well, with the resurgence of obviously the, the, the Tony Hawks coming back out, I think they want to skater XL, the, the like skate, literally trying to cut their lunch. Know, I th- I think they've they've realised that fans really want this, and they're like, okay. I did enjoy that. Like you guys commented they're this pro- into existence. They're probably just sick of people being like, so skate four, so skate four. Is this like, skate four? Is it skate four? <laughs> we have an announcement next week. Skate four. Are we announcing a new Star Wars game? Is it skate four? <laughs> Does it have skateboards in it? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love the skate series. I, I personally think, especially like, especially the later half, the, the latter half of the Tony Hawk franchise, the skate series was by far, by far better. Couldn't agree more. Skate is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they showed 10 whole seconds of Dragon Age 4 footage. Thanks, guys. Wait, they did? Yep. Oh, I watched that. I didn't see that. Yeah, 10 seconds of footage. That's oh, all it was. I missed it. Woo. I guess it's coming. 
eventually. Cool that they uh, they they uh, <laughs> Skyrim five that bad boy. Uh, they showed off some more Star Wars Squadrons. They showed the campaign, some multiplayer, and massive fleet battle gameplay. Also announced for PSVR. That game looks dope. Yeah. We didn't talk about it last week because the reveal happened after the it show. Came, it came out Monday. The, yeah, the, it was leaked, and the trailer showed the day after. I think or the a couple of days after. Yeah, so it was announced this week. Yeah, Star Wars Squadrons. It's essentially like first person. Uh, vehicular Star Wars combat. It's in space. It's Imperials versus the New Order, like New Order versus the Resistance, because it's set after Return of the Jedi by the looks, but not mm. quite at Force Awakens. It's in that middle window. Uh, yeah, so it's a squad based. You know, you, know, you have four or five. Is it four people in a squad? Four, possibly. Four. Well, there's there's four different um, ship types. Yeah. So it would make sense to be a squad of four. Then yeah, it's four on four with an AI squad with you. And then you'd have like different dog fights and then, you know, attack on smaller ships and then take on a big ship. And it's all in VR, which is amazing. And it's cross play. Sorry. Uh, wait, cross play. Yes. That's right. So yes, cross play, mm. which is awesome. So, uh, I was talking to Paris about it. My boss, I'm like, can we bring this into work somehow? Okay. He's like, Go on. Like, it's cross-play. It means any of our client, our clients can play it on whatever device they want. It's squad-based. Therefore, we have to work as a team. And we can all have different roles. And we've got VR. And VR for funsies. He's like, son of a bitch, man. Uh, Hayes Light, the developer behind A Way Out, announces It Takes Two to be the next title, another co-op platforming game. Hope, they, hope he uses that remix by like uh, Fat, Man, yeah, Fat Man Scoop. That's a good Look, song. Looked all right. Dude, I love that guy. He's great. Uh, we also got Lost in Random coming out of the EA Originals program. I actually love the idea so of that. So that, that looked like a uh, kind of like a Tim Burton expi- uh, inspired... Uh, yeah, so the, the premise of the game is, yeah, so you, although you're it living... Really, it looked really cool. Although you're living in a town called Random, everything about Random is in fact not random. Mm. Everything is scheduled, structured, boom. And with the idea that, uh, you know, your favorite color is picked, like everything about you is predetermined, you cannot make any change. Uh, so w- the whole idea of this is bringing in randomness and changing the world around you and understanding mm. that change is important, that change is incredibly important and, you know, what's needed for the, for life. Another thing that I'd love to bring in a work. Shout out EA for two possible Gen U Gamer titles, by the way. We got uh, Rocket Arena that looks to be a 3v3 hero shooter where you yeah. need to knock people out of the arena. Yeah, fuck yeah. That looked all right. It's a quakey shooter. And then, obviously, we got the FIFA and Madden 21 show-offs, the PS5 versions, where they purchase the PS4 version upgrade for free when it becomes available on PS5. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Uh, so that was cool, obviously, shouting out that they realize, because I think their games normally come out October, November. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know... Yeah, it's about mid, about mid-October. It's about about the time where, you know, they'll either be coming very soon or might already be here. So they're like, you know, once we once we eventually, inevitably re-release this on PS5, you will get your upgrades for free. Woo. Good. Awesome. That was pretty much it that came out of the EA Play so announcements. It was pretty... Like, EA have always sort of been, like, the lower end of the E3 conferences. Um, obviously, right. obviously, it kept fans happy with... With Skate, you know, it showed that they're still working on Dragon Age 4, even though they showed, it, showed us next to nothing. Mm-hmm. Squadron looks rad. Um, and yeah, it showed off a few a few cool stuff. Would you rate it? Eh, it was all right. Mm. It was all right. Um, I didn't watch it live. I watched it after the fact, so I kind of just... Yeah, I watched it at my desk. Um, not, not live. Wasn't too bad. Um, obviously, the big one for me was... Like Command & Conquer was there as well, for those that like Command & Conquer Remastered. Yes. Um, obviously, the big one for me, though, uh, is definitely to hear that Skate is coming yeah, at some point. 
Super, super keen. It does make me wonder, like, as I said, especially with the market right now, if Tony Hawk coming back, if Tony Hawk does play differently, but like Skater XL, like I've not, se- I've not seen how Skater XL is played mm. or even Session, right? There's two other skate games that have literally designed to be the spiritual successors to Skate. Now, obviously, Skate's going to be at least a year to maybe two years out, minimum, but are they going to learn from these these potential competitors? Are they going to, like, come out and decimate them? You know, because it's one of those things. It's the same thing with Tony Hawk, right? Tony Hawk worked really well at that time, but if they don't make any minor change, if they don't make some changes to it, it's going to seem incredibly old and outdated, <clears throat> not in a good yeah. way. Cyberpunk 2077 delayed again. Uh, initially delayed until September 17th, Cyberpunk has received another delay until the 19th of November. Despite this delay and speculation of next-gen consoles releasing close to that date, uh, CD Projekt Red still are adamant that, that, it, that this is a current-gen title. They did, however, say it will work on the next-gen consoles at launch, but won't have all the fancy bells and whistles until it receives its proper update in 2021 completely free. CDR, uh, CDPR pretty much state the game is ready to play everything's in there everything's ready to go but they feel it will take them a little bit longer than initially thought to bug fix and qa to the standards they want they use the term they use the phrase it's ready when it's ready in their in their press statement so um you're probably more excited about this game than i am i'm super keen and this is this is totally cdpr Mm. obviously a lot of people are super hyped about this after the, the 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 fantastic success that they had with Witcher Three, and I think that <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm uh, buddy. What's in the chat? Selfishly happy about the Cyberpunk delay as a non-pro owner. Can't wait to play it on PS Five. <laughs> oh, buddy's like, sure. peace. I'm out. Oh, Cyberpunk, I'm back. <laughs> Fuck that Cyberpunk. All right, I'm out again. Bye. <laughs> but I would, no, I completely agree. I would prefer them to to push it a couple of months and mm. be like, we want it to be how we want it to be when it's released. The, which is the, fine. The thing that I have with like Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk's not, it's a game that's on my list. I'm like, oh yeah, I could check that out. But it, it's not a, a number one for me. Mm, but I, yeah. like, I'm keen to, certainly keen to check it out. And I do wonder whether, A, there's a lot of behind the scenes things that are kind of quote unquote wrong with it that we don't know about. Or well, there is, or that they're stuck. They're sort of stuck in this almost need for perfection. Like when you've got the unbridled success that was The Witcher Three, you are going to have like part of you will be. Mm, I mean, but look like, at because like if, it, if in any way it's not brilliant, not perfect. Yeah, but look at the scope and scale of Witcher Three and how many. Uh, integrated systems that they had to QA test for that surely would take them longer than a month and a half. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because they've also got their their um their Night City live event at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. I think it's in a week. Um, And they're also stating that press will have copies from that point on. So they're kind of like, you know... What's that feeling, weird line of like, feeling whether the they are uh, sort of, you know builds but not quite release like full release because like um you know it's very common knowledge that a lot of games big games press which are like the ones to be getting the access to this information mm. will have um debug units so they could just do what they need with it but um 
Yeah, because I've se- I have seen some some bit of comments around the internet space around them having you know like well it's not ready to go but press are already getting it. it's a bit fucking weird. I don't so, agree. It's a bit weird. So like an excerpt from their from their press release was it's all there but with such an abundance of content and complex complex systems interweaving with each other we need to properly go through everything balance the game mechanics and fix a lot of bugs a huge world means a huge number of things to iron out and we will spend the additional time doing exactly that. Cool. It's one of those things. There's no no problem with it being delayed. Good on you. Whatever. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Do something new in November, I suppose. Mm. Let's talk some spoods. <gasps> spoods, spoods. Uh, Sony's upload of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales trailer had over 10 million views on YouTube, but has since been removed due to a copyright claim made by French mobile games publisher Gameloft. What? <laughs> all right yeah so i don't know i don't know if it's back up but yesterday it did get removed due to a copyright claim right. from oh, so just adds to the cyberpunk but he also adds i don't think it's any different to a press showing or behind closed doors demo at an event very true but the difference is they don't get to take it home mm. and i think but i think that's the current circumstances i guess and it depends on whether they're giving them a demo if they're giving them a demo build then yeah that makes total sense like yeah. of course but if it's like hey here's the game full game we're just going to chuck some shit on it later because um, that has happened before like you know people we, we've had well, not us specifically but like there's been games that have come out super super early i remember we got like control like three weeks a- three weeks ahead and even then it was being updated as we we're going mm. like as, as an example like yeah. so it's, it's not unprecedented but you know we're from now from where we're in the middle of the year into november it's a fucking long time mm. so after all the all the confusion surrounding the new Spider-Man game being just a remastered DLC versus its own game described on the PlayStation blog as quote, a full story arc centered around miles that takes place one year after Marvel's Spider-Man Marvel's New York is cut uh, quote. Sorry. Marvel's New York is covered in snow. And just before Christmas break, a war between an energy corp and a high tech criminal army has broken out. Miles's new home in Harlem is at the heart of this battle. Uh, so it'll also take advantage of all the new features the PS5 of the PS5, including near instant loading, ray tracing, 3D audio, and improved 4D scans of its characters. Insomniac have also stated that it has quote much of Peter's story left to tell, hinting there could be a larger scale sequel to the original Spider-Man. Oh, mm. That'd be crazy not to. But they're they're definitely. Uh, Suggesting that it's more in line to like Uncharted Lost Legacy or yeah, which we sort of speculated last yeah. week, which makes sense. So they're just we trying to anyone to speculate they're that, kind of like, just trying to clean everything up and clear everything up so everyone's got a succinct message. See, it is very interesting. Message. Every like every pod that I've listened to, every bit of news I've consumed, especially about reactions to uh, that PS5 conference, they're like, cool. I imagine this is probably like a you know, first light DLC. That's cool. But the but everyone else, like all the general populace, like what? It's not a it's it's not a sequel. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's just it's more of the uh, the populace's problem. Mm. That makes sense. It's always the way. Let's talk some Mafia Two. Yeah. Almost a month after its release, it's getting some updates, oh, promising improved good. performance for Sony systems. Uh, the, f- the the full patch list is addressed a reported concern that two K account icon wouldn't remove from the screen. I didn't say that, but I'm sure I believe it. Uh, PS4 improved game performance on PlayStation 4 consoles. I can hope so. PS4 addressed a reported concern that the Enforcer trophy would sometimes not unlock on the play- on the PlayStation 4. Addressed reported concerns related to game audio mm-hmm. and addressed reported concerns related to refining its gameplay. Only PS4 issues. 
I love it how they're just like, uh, what's this one? Uh, reporting concerns around to re- re- to ga- gameplay, audio, visuals. <laughs> well, the we're going to fucking rehaul the entire game. Is what I'm saying. I'm so sorry. It's just it's everything. Yeah. So it's been getting a little bit of flack since it came out. Understandably so, I guess. Yeah. The, the game um, um, had a bum. I didn't really do well. Hopefully, hopefully these these uh, updates will will help it out and you know show it some love before the uh, the other two games are releasing. Yeah. So there was a trailer went out for the remake. The this week as mm. well as part of this little e3 thing it looks right I'm pretty, like I, I, it's, it's a weird thing of I'm like because uh, mafia 2 you got the full remake no remaster re, uh mafia one is getting full remake yeah that's what i meant like yeah. The, the yeah yeah so that's good hopefully that i already finished it i'm not gonna play it again my, my review stands <laughs> my review stands last of us as everyone knows, Last of Us 2 is out now. released on Friday. After Friday's release of The Last of Us 2, it's been getting review-bombed. The title has close to three uh, to 30,000 user ratings on Metacritic, giving it a user score of 3.5. We'll address that in our little review to chat. Internet's man. In other news, or in better news surrounding Last of Us 2, a blind gamer posted a video of their reaction to the accessibility options found in Last of Us Part 2. That guy looks like Dylan! <laughs> <laughs> quote this is what myself and others in the accessibility community have been advocating for so long there's so much here this is why we do what we do this is why i work so hard to promote accessibility this is why because this is important we'll address that in our review as well but the accessibility in this game is fucking ridiculous and like the best possible way um but yes that gentleman looks exactly like our dylan if dylan had white hair like <laughs> It's, it caught me off guard. I was like, oh, cool. Why don't you get this accessibility? Oh, my God. Fucking Dylan. <laughs> and then I went to... I was at work. I was like, Paris, is that... Who's this? He's like, is that Dylan? I'm like, no, it's not. But isn't it crazy? And then I came home and I was like, I'm going to test it on my kid. I'm like, hey, hey, buddy, who's this? That's Dylan. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that guy, though. Like, you know, to put himself on the line like that. Because, you know, he can see he's been... was clearly moved by the options that Naughty Dog have put in this game. It's fantastic. Mm. We got some bug snacks news. Oh, fuck, really? Yeah. Let's see if I can pronounce this guy's name. I apologize in advance. I don't. Uh, Philip Tibidoski, the co-founder and president of Young Horses, says the game is, quote, a first-person adventure game where you play as a journalist who is sent a mysterious film from the adventurer, from an adventurer named Elizabeth Megafig. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, to talk about the haptic feedback that will feature prominently in Bugsnacks. He says, quote, running around in the environment and feeling the different types of terrain under your feet while sprinting is really cool and really weird. It makes such a huge difference. Mm. Looks, it looks really, it looks really fun. Because these are, these yeah. are the guys that did Octodad. So it's obviously, it's got that little silliness. Mm. Uh, yeah. So we talked about that last week with the, with the reveal. And we're like, yeah, it doesn't really look very PS5, but <laughs> it looks charming. Yeah. Speaking speaking of PS5, we have yeah, some PS5 news. Get wet. Play has no limits is the new official slogan for PS5. After I guess I'm rebranding the show, everybody. <laughs> Can only steal so many trademarks. Fuck. Uh, Sony also <laughs> <laughs> Sony also won't be forcing publishers and developers to upgrade their existing PS4 titles onto PS5, but the process comes recommended with support from Sony. Previously, Sony confirmed that any new PS4 title going through certification after the 17th of July must be compatible with PS5. 
Uh, there was a statement on on Twitter translated by Black Kite. The statement says that Sony's PS4 to PS5 upgrade program will be, quote, be done at the publisher's own discretion. However, the PlayStation maker will, quote, flexibly support any upgrades. Sweet. Mm. Uh, and also, PSVR is getting its first PlayStation 5 game, Lo-Fi. A spokesperson from developer from the developer has said, quote, I can't really comment on on anything other than saying yes we will be on ps5 and no we do not intend to release this on playstation 4 interesting interesting ps5 exclusive psvr title well mate like you said it's good to know that at least the ps the, the current model of psvr will be uh forwards compatible forwards compatible which is fantastic no complaints about that um i do think with the power of the ps5 they'll be able to deliver a better vr experience even on a lesser powered headset be a win i agree we've got some horizon news uh coming from the game director uh mathis de jong confirmed there oh, will no. be quote virtually no loading screens in horizon forbidden west lots, lots of aloy squeezing through small mm. spaces though <laughs> quote with the ps5's ssd there will be virtually no loading screens loading screens so in an open world game like horizon forbidden west if you open up the map and fast travel from one end to the other or restart from a checkpoint It'll be super fast. When you boot up the game, you're right there, straight in the action. Uh, he also confirmed that the title is targeting a 2021 release date, so we could have it as early as next year. March. March 2021. <laughs> Some quick bits. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, gets screenshot leaks confirming, or possibly confirming, a 9th of October release date. Ew. What do you reckon? Coming out Ew. this year. Ew. <laughs> Like, I saw the cover from, I'm like, oh, that's gross. I haven't looked at the screenshots yet, but I'm like, okay, I have a feeling it's going to be handled poorly. Because the numbered sequence, technically, it's Crash Bandicoot 4. Mm. And that's huge. Like, that's a big call. Like, because previously, you could kind of, like, just piss off, you know, Wrath of Cortex on, because it's not a numbered sequel. They're, they're, they're committed. Kingdom Hearts is back with nah. Melody of Memory coming to PS4 later this year. It's a rhythm year. game, yeah. It is a rhythm game. Oh, Persona, if Persona can do it. That looks like you slide along a track and smack stuff into no, it. Yeah, that's not it. I bet you'll have a weird convoluted canon story, Are you a Kingdom though. Hearts fan? I am. You big dog. But there's too too much of their games that classified as canon, and it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to wonder, because yeah, we talked about last week with you being a big Square, en- do, Square do Enix. Do I want to play all the like handheld Nintendo games? No. Do their stories matter? Apparently. But why don't you play like the 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 fancy pants collection? I have. I, I've played. I tried, but they don't play well. <laughs> of course not, because they're on 3ds. <laughs> uh, Insomniac Games confirmed that the female Lombax from Ratchet and Clank trailer is playable. Someone said it wasn't. I don't know. They're just confirming that it is. Okay, I thought that was very heavily implied in the trailer. Okay. And the big news, which I put in the quick bits, because. There's literally nothing else to it. Warner Bros. Games to be announced at DC Fandom August 22. Bitches that Harry Potter game. Uh, who knows? Um, for last I heard, I'm pretty sure Warner Bros. Games were up for sale, weren't they? Yeah, they were. <laughs> they totally like, they came out like, last week. 100% they're up for sale right now. That's It's baffling. So apparently they've got games to show at the uh, virtual DC Fandom event on August 22nd. Okay. Will we see new Batman? Probably not. Do we want to? It's a DC event and they (laughs) announce fucking Ninja Turtles. You know what I mean? It's just like, all right, whatever. 
But that's it. Cool. No All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to reach potatoes. over and grab this. Hang on. <clears throat> that's enough about what happened this week. Let's get into the... <laughs> let's have a chat to the players. And this week, we are chatting about The Last of Us Part Two. So this will be the for the players uh, pop culturist review. Max has completed the title. I put fifteen hours in. I'm like this close to the end. I just ran out of, ran out of time before recording. So you want to see it from slightly two different perspectives here. Uh, we we will also address that there will be no spoilers in this review. We'll keep it as vague as we as humanly possible. Now, we understand this game is very, very reliant on its story. Therefore, we'll, we'll uh, do our very best to to, to critique and add, add some extras to it while also staying within that, that spoiler, uh, non-spoiler range. Um, we should mention that, yes, a big thank you to PlayStation Australia for providing us a review code that was provided to us earlier in the week. Uh, but, of course, I still went and picked it up myself. I picked up the big collector's edition. And isn't the statue fucking huge? Yeah. So good. So huge. Anyway, The Last of Us Part 2 takes place after, uh, unsurprisingly, the events of Last of Us Part 1, where we can see a continuation of the story of Ali and Joel. Hey, you want to do this? Um, I don't know. It's tough, isn't it? <laughs> it's a tough yeah. place because, like, once again, the, 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 there are there is a lot of things in here that we 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 cannot we cannot discuss because we just don't want to ruin it for anyone. Mm. Um, and we'll have to keep it that way. But uh, we're gonna have to break down into its like into its bites, right? So that, that, let's let's get some objectivey sort of quote unquote objective. Well, let, let's. Let, I was gonna say let let's start with just like a general overview. What difficulty you're playing on? How oh, are you enjoying cool, it so cool. far? Just give us, yeah, give so, us that broadness. I've been playing on moderate, so right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to go a little bit lighter, but I decided against it, so I went right down the middle on moderate. Uh, and where I'm, where, where am I, I'm at right now, so I'm 15 hours deep. Um, I'm really enjoying it, but I think I'm enjoying it for the reasons that people aren't liking it. Mm, fair enough. I, myself, I finished it. I played it on a custom difficulty level because I originally played it on Survivor. And then I realized there's no trophy for that. So I decided to use the accessibility options in this game. And I left everything on Survivor except for resources, which I set to moderate. Very nice. So I kept the combat, the stealth, everything as hard as it possibly can be. I just gave myself a little bit more ammo out in the wild. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go technical. Let's talk about how this game looks and runs and plays. This game is stunning to look at. Yes. Like, there are moments when it's just un- unquestionably amazing. Mm. From, like, opening scene to where the last thing I looked at before I, we started recording today, I find it visually incredibly impressive. Like something as simple as the the foliage in areas. So when you're, um, this isn't new because this is in trailers. When you're crossing Seattle and you're going on your journey and you're going through all these series of locations and you know nature has taken over those locations and there is just grass and there is just foliage and there and all of it moves individually and small details within that work. Like the the locations, the character models for the most part are, I, I would say near immaculate. I really like it i think that i think the game looks so well now you played this on a playstation 4 pro i played on a ps4 pro which was so fucking loud 
Um, I you know I, I don't I don't know what the difference. Is. I imagine it runs and looks great on PS4. I'm not yeah, so I I played it on a standard PS4 with HDR. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had no fan issues. My PlayStation did not want to fly away. It still looked good. It still looked great, I should say. Um, I did have a few um, had a few visual bugs. I had issues with uh, entire character models disappearing from cutscenes. I had a few a bit of texture pop in and out depending on where I was. I and had how some many- tex- I had some texture pop in with um, with the with a letter or something. It's kind of and then it kind of took a minute to jitter in. Um, I, I think the big one was that the character models just disappear, like yeah. straight up disappearing out of cutscenes. That might have just been a me thing. Um, I think it might be like a friend of the show, Ghost the Machine. Uh, go check him out on Twitch. He's fucking fantastic. Um, he was live streaming it and there was a section early on where you're on a horse and you, he jumped a barrier, but it wigged out and the horse just kept moving around the map and he couldn't get off of the horse and they eventually got off the horse and the horse just kept doing it. And it was is actually absolutely hysterical. Um, uh, Cass in the chat goes, uh, numerous times I just stopped and looked and I completely agree. There's many times I was like, my PlayStation blue screen three times in the last encounter. Get out, really? <laughs> which, which sucked. Um, luckily, the checkpointing system in this game is incredible, and I didn't have to do too much over again. But yeah, I had, had a rough time at the, the back end of it. it sounds like you did. Um, other than those, and I think they're just isolated issues for me, because my PlayStation blue screens every once in a while. She's old. <laughs> I get it. She gets lots of use. She gets used. (laughs) Um, Other than that, you know, the gameplay is incredible. They kept all the good stuff from Last of Us Part 1. They added fantastic additions to it. It was it was great. Yeah, like I written. So in terms of the the UI, the UI is improved. It's simplified, but you still get the same amount of it's information a, across. It's a lot tighter. It's a lot crisper. Yeah, and then like the the crafting system is is once additionally streamlined and awesome, and I love it. Uh, they've now added more uh, movement to Ellie, where she can uh, swim and climb and do all and jump. So all these different things that really add up to that gameplay it allows for that more stealthy gameplay if you so choose uh my favorite addition to this this isn't really um i don't think this is too spoilery but ellie has a knife now you don't have to craft yet, shivs every 10 it's seconds seen in the trailer uh yes yeah, so she has oh, a knife so so no more crafting of, of shivs first thing i message you when we when we're playing I'm so like, good no more shivs you can just shank everyone but uh, what i love about that is that's actually forced me to be a more risky player than i did in the first one Hmm. I'd be like, oh, I can just shank him. So I'm like, get up and close. I'm like, oh, oh shit. And the click eats my face. Like, it's a, it's a very fine line. But I found that not having to craft the shivs, me, I would just stab on limitless. I was just thoroughly enjoying shanking mm. things more. Um, sound design is tight. I love it. I've been playing with headphones on the whole time. I'm the same. And, like, there's a layer on where it's a big storm and, like, the thunder cracks. It's just, oh, it's just crystal. Absolutely love the sound design in this as well. Yeah, but um, this is where we, this, this is where we, this is the tough part. We're probably going to get into deep here because obviously this this review is going to seem very kind of like flat because we can't. I, we, there's things we don't want to talk about. However, we do have in the works a spoiler cast where we Max, myself, and a guest. Uh, we are going to just go to ham on uh, all the little nitty and gritty details here. But Max, you have um, some issues with the story. Yeah, I, I have issues with the story. Um, pacing wise, the story's great. 
it it, it gets you get to where you need to go very quickly. Yeah. So the game is sets, longer than the first one. This one's about twenty hours. Mm, you got it, it in nineteen. Yeah, I think ju- between nineteen and twenty. So um, yeah, my as a game, it's it's gameplay, it's mechanics, everything is fantastic, and I I can barely fault it. My issue is entirely with the story and how it's being told. Mm. Oh. And and I I literally cannot talk about it without bringing up story beats, and I'm not going to do that. So yeah. so as as of right now, tune in for I, the spoiler. I cast don't <laughs> have any major issues with the story yet because uh, I say I am not finished. Like I'm sure I have, it hasn't hit the big crescendo yet, mm. so I'm unsure how that you know where, where that will change where I sit. So. It was addressed in a. It, it's in the collector's edition. It was addressed by Neil Druckmann. This game is all about revenge and hate. So for, the, for you know, when you can on one side have sort of this unconditional love, you can also have this unconditional hate. And it's talking about the idea of having that hate consume you and having that need for revenge and violence and what that means and the, the whole conversation around violence causing violence and and like does that revenge cycle ever be closed? Because you know, uh, the premise is brilliant. I really like what they're doing here in terms of the storytelling. Uh, so there, there is a dual narrative going on. There are two characters that have a, two different stories. Uh, and your issue is how those stories are structured, right? Correct. In the ordering. Yep. Um, so what they're attempting to do with this dual narrative is they're, they're, they're demonstrating Ali and Ali's perspective and, and her side. But then additionally, we're seeing the antagonist side and we're seeing how they're perceiving the world. Now, this isn't really spoilers. I'm not going to tell you what, what we see or how we see it, but it is very much a duality in that mm. sense. So what, what they're attempting to do, and I think they do it reasonably well, is they're demonstrating that when you, when one person's on a revenge story and that they're, they're, you know, they're creating violence, like, and there is this constant retaliation of violence on violence and violence and violence. And it's this, it's this, perpetuating perpetuating never-ending cycle and we're seeing that in motion we're seeing both sides of these characters we're seeing you know what we what you know in her story she believes she's the hero in the other story in the other person's story they believe they're the hero Mm. and i think that's what they're trying to tell here and i think this is this is brilliant because it's there is so much grayness there is so much morality like so like weird spot morality in this game that i that i believe is 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 such a cut from whatever else we're seeing when it comes to when it comes to video games because what i'm seeing i've seen a couple of critiques recently they're like this isn't a video game where's the fun blah, blah, blah. it's just bleak and sad when i'm like yeah because this is telling something different mm. if this is using the gaming medium to tell a very different story now this is this is like high up story i'm not looking at those nitty and details that you like you sort of had, had an issue with like from my overall perspective like what I love about The Last of Us Part 2, and I guess Last of Us Part 1, is in a world where you, when you get studios like Activision saying, we're trying to say something with Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Like, really, what are you trying to say? And then they tell you fucking nothing. They're like, you know, we have a goal here. This is what the story is going to be. And we want to show all of that story. We want to show the nitty, the nitty, the gritty, the gross, the uncomfortable of that story. And I believe they've done exactly that. So like, the amount of people, the amount of gamers that want gaming to be represented as an art form and to be accepted as an art form and be respected as such, but then shit on a game that is attempting to do that is probably where my, where 
I have a big issue. And that's, I think that's why the review bombing's being done. Look, I have an issue with the review bombing as well. Personally, I don't think it deserves as much flack as what it's getting. Mm. Um, at the same time, I also don't agree with the, the nines and tens that it's been scoring. I'll probably agree with that. Like I said, like I said, the game itself as a mechanical uh, piece of technology, like as, as what it is as a game, it is brilliant and has very few, if any, faults. Mm-hmm. Like the gameplay is immaculate and there, there, there are so many, uh, so many, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, so many different systems in it that just work so well together and it's it's purely just the story it's not the story itself that i have an issue with like the like you said the overarching story this this revenge story is brilliant and it fits because it's following on from part part 1 it's it's the way it was told that is my issue and i think they could have done it a little bit better mm. but i think to a degree it this is how it worked for them and I respect that. Yeah. So, look, look, this once again, this isn't really heavy spoilers. This is just kind <laughs> of... The issue that you're having is because the, the order of storytelling is protagonist... Well, your protagonist, which in this case is Ellie, and then then later on, you play as the antagonist for a while. So, you're seeing the duality, but you're seeing the antagonist after they've already done the, the, the these particular actions or these circumstances that have taken place that put them in the eye of the antagonist for Ellie. Yes. Therefore, when you're playing as this character, you are already seeing... Like you are seeing them through a disdain. Yeah. You are seeing them negatively. So, th- therefore, you you are already... You're having a bias here. So, even when mm. they're trying to humanize these characters, you're already there going, why the fuck should I care about this person? Mm. But that's what they want you to do. They, they like they are trying to get you to... Un- maybe, maybe they're not trying to get you to, to care or empath- maybe even empathize or understand. I think that's probably the big thing here. Because, like, not every story has a hero. Yeah, I agree. And there were also parts in that, like, it uh, it was like, but do I have to do that? Like, can I just, can I just not? Like, what mm. will happen if that just doesn't happen? Like, do I have to be that at this moment in time? Mm. Somebody in the chat also adds, uh, the storytelling has been divine to date. Mm. Yeah, so that's where he's at for 15 hours, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll list off some of the things that I really enjoyed about this game. Yeah. So I can't remember if this was the case for Last of Us Part 1, but in this game, in Last of Us Part 2, none of the encounters that you do, like combat encounters, for instance, are necessary. It's not one of those you have to... Yeah. It's not Uncharted. It's, it's not, not, it's like not Uncharted. It's not, it's not gated until everything's been defeated. It's not a wave shooter. Mm. If you If you're going the stealth route, which I did... You can pick off those that are in your way and then you can continue on and it'll be like, okay, you you don't have to eradicate everyone, yeah. which I found really nice. And I think I can attribute that as to why my time may be a little bit quicker than others. And that was because I was playing that stealth route and I was taking taking out as minimum of people as possible because I just didn't feel it was necessary. And I also really hated doing in the doggos. <laughs> yeah, the doggos is a rough one. But w- what I've enjoyed in like a, not like a, ooh, but in like a, once again, the, the in the terms of telling the story here is how how the ultraviolence here makes you uncomfortable. And that's what they, and once again, it's I'm that a, want. I'm, it's that what they, like the desire here was to make you feel uncomfortable. Not in the same way that like Mortal Kombat's level of violence is like, uh, but this is like, 
guttural. Yeah, like when like when like when you when you shank someone and then you rip out their throat with a knife and they make those that gross gurgling sound. And when you see bodies that have been mangled at your hands or at somebody else's, some even you some- are left feeling like you feel abhorrent. Like you like you look at this. And you know, this is disgusting. I feel. I, I can't think of the right like the right word here. It's like heinous level of violence. And but like a- even some of the even some of the melee weapons you can get a hand on. Um, one of them is a gi- gigantic hammer, and you instantly turn it around and use the pick side. Yep, and you just mush them. It's it is. It makes you very uncomfortable. Like this is, and then as you said, it made you uncomfortable so much that you altered how you played this game. Like this, as as weird it is to say, this game is very rarely at a time f- fun. Mm. Like that's not why that's not why I chose to experience this game. Like I didn't play it for fun. I wanted the story. Yeah. And it's it's definitely one of those games that's more interesting in its story than it is fun to play. Similar but similar to Death Stranding. Similar to Death Stranding yeah. where the story was so immaculately told that it pushed you through even though you're essentially just walking around. There's very little gameplay. Yeah to it obviously there is a lot of gameplay in last of us 2 you you still have all those combat encounters that you do from part one but the story is the main focus of this game not its gameplay yeah i completely agree with that and i think that's that's one of the reasons that everyone's sort of uppity about it now i understand that there's probably additional to that there is because of the nature of ali's character and some of the things that, that are part of her that there's a particular part of the industry that have an issue with that and we've seen that be vocalized within within just in general with the you know when we saw the trailers of her and uh dina smooshin you know i mean like people have a problem with that mm. and like that's their own problem personally you know it's like i have no issue with it because you're the one with an issue there, dude. If anyone's finished it and wants to talk full spoilers with me, feel free to tweet yeah, at DM, me. Yeah, <laughs> DM, DMs. Yeah, slide on in, because yeah. I, I would love to have a discussion with someone about what their thoughts are versus my own. Yeah. I would love to, I'd love to, I'd love to almost have my mind changed. Because, mm. like, like, what what I, what I do, because they, they are putting some of those points into, into sort of like that, quote-unquote left-leaning mm. political right like we, with having a you know um both two you know t- sort of two female main characters they're on the still book you know and there's mm. the, not hiding the fact that abby plays a big role but and then you've got abby who is a very jacked human being like she like she almost looks um uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for um when you're sort of uh gender fluid mm. right like she's you know she's feminine but she's got like she, she's jacked like she's like UFC level fucking fighter jacked, and I love that mm. because it's, it's the idea is that you non-binary. That's what I wanted. Thank you. You didn't help me, but I got in there. I got there in the end. Well done. Um, yeah. So I, I I like that part of it. I think that's a, a good a good way of t- telling that story because once again, in in the world that this is set, I find it fascinating to see things like that because you know it's survival. Right, mm. and who survives in a, in this circumstance? The fucking strongest. Mm. So for her, she's like, "I'm getting fucking jacked." This is all items in the ending because I don't know what the fucking happens after this. But I look at her because you see flashbacks, and she's not jacked. I'm like, "All right, cool." <laughs> at some point, you decide to get jacked. Sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, because because I'm sure for many people they would look at that and go, "Oh, that's um, that makes that makes me uncomfortable to see a woman with a clear like jacked physique." But you know, I'm cool with it. I think, it's, I think it's great. But, uh, yeah, and then having, like, even uh, Ali being a lesbian as part of a character, which, is, which, once again, makes complete sense because that who, that's who she is. Yeah. And then, like, 
It's not a surprise to anyone who hasn't played the yeah, DLC. Yeah, if you played the previous Last of Us, surprise, you already knew. Like, there is no surprise. And it would no be a, a disservice for her as a character to not address that because that is who she is. Mm. And that is part of her. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's incredibly important, you know, in terms of that re- represent, representation standpoint. Yeah. What's, what's your stance on that, on that sort of them, say, them say, being more progressive, quote unquote? Here comes my child. Um, I again, I, I'm with you. I have no problem with it. It, thank you, buddy. <laughs> it makes total sense. Obviously, they can't change Ali as a character from what she was. It would be a, a horrible disservice to the character and to the story because that is exactly who she is. Um, as for uh the other character that you mentioned, who is jacked. Wish I could be that jacked. Not gonna lie, but again, her as a character is good. Like Mm. it fits her personality, it fits her character, and they stayed true to who she was Mm. or who she was designed to be. Essentially, yeah. It's yeah. Once again, it's very difficult for us to like. It's so it's it's so hard. hard. It's so hard. (sighs) But like we'll, we'll like we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But um. Yeah. The, the only one thing I didn't like about this game, and I said it to you very early on, this is the worst version of Guitar Hero I've ever ever played in my life. Yeah, so it, there are moments where, where, as very similar to the statue, which you know, Crayson uh, uh, in the chat does point out, the statue is fantastic. There's guitars, and you can play it in the you play songs on them, and uses the touchpad and the the stick, and it's very fucking weird. Yeah, so you you strum with the touchpad. It's like they almost put it in just to be like, hey. Remember, remember, that, the, remember, that remember, that, remember that touchpad that's on our controllers? This is why it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it felt so weird and forced, but like it was still all right. Yeah, I, I've seen people actually play like full songs on it. Yeah, once again, speak, you know, buddy, what's in the chat? Like, he, I saw a tweet for his. He's like, I've been the last half an hour trying to play Creep. Yeah, <laughs> my Radiohead. Um, yeah, that's very cool. But look, our our more specific thoughts will, will be uh, in an upcoming weeks, probably like a week, a uh, week maybe two. When we'll give it, make sure everyone has enough time to play it, and we will be doing a full blown uh, spoiler chat with myself, Max, and a guest, hopefully. Um, and we will go into all those nitty and gritty specifics, all those details, uh, because uh, you know it, it, you, that's what we want to talk about. But we yep. just can't right now because we don't want to don't want to spoil it for everyone else. But um. Uh, mate, I'll just I'll post video of that when I can. Do I'm gonna see Matt? Yeah, I'm gonna see Buddy playing uh creep on on, on the guitar. All right, well let's let's get our final thoughts and we'll send this bad boy home. So, but as as I mentioned, fifteen hours in, I am so close to the end, like I'm right there. But from right now, I really enjoy the narrative that they are trying to tell here. Sure, I agree with you. There are some ways that they could have done it better. So I certainly don't agree. Like, Part of it, I don't agree that it is a 100% you know, masterpiece. Everyone says it is. I do believe it is still exceptionally well exceptionally well made. The, the, it is visually stunning. The gameplay is tight. The character development is is brilliant. I I knew going into this game that I would enjoy it. Because I, I, I for me, I like to see game gaming be more than just what we're, what we're known to expect. 
like you know like your call of duties like all this standard shit like i that's not what i'm here for half the time i i like i even i I think as a, as a, I believe that disconnect between the the user scores or the the general community and reviewers is that idea of identifying games as an art form, and I believe that's that blurred line here because a lot of people that are in games journos that you know very similar to potentially the developers here at Naughty Dog may like be at that like like the smell of their own farts level of you know just like mm, games are an art, and like for that reason that doesn't sit with the common consumer. So I think that there, there, there is a minor pretentiousness wrapped around The Last of Us Part 2, but even then, the game is still exceptional. Mm. I'm the same. I, I definitely don't I don't think it deserves the, 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 the flack it's getting by its user reviews, and I also don't think it deserves the 9s and 10s that it's getting. Um, but again, the gameplay is tight. It's fantastic. It looks great. It sounds great. And it, it, it tells its story the way it wanted to be told. Can I just quickly address um, the the review bombing thing? You know how fucking... You look, everyone, look, everyone. Everyone out there who's review bombing. Can you not? Because, <laughs> A, it makes you look like a child. If you if you are so motivated that you want to, you know, just burn something to the ground, like, not even give it any sort of realistic score, you're like, you know what? I didn't it's a one. No, this game is not a one. Any game, like any game that is like, you cannot make this game and call it a one, right? Like, you know, games that do not function, they're ones. Yeah, and review bombing is just it's it's it, it's it it makes gaming look bad when you have once again when you have games like The Last of Us who try who are trying to demonstrate that uh, that the gaming is is higher and it should be respected and it is it is a a form of art in some way don't make gamers look like morons all right here's one like if you want if you want games that are probably going to be ones let's get to this section when we tell you what game is coming out this week in the section called coming to the players we finally have a drop everyone but it's I, I don't i don't know if i like it with the with the merging of the us and the eu playstation blogs they've gotten rid of all the pictures and write-ups and they've given me two dates of eu releases and us releases well the, e- the eu one's handy which, the I mean, e- we just do the eu the eu one is handy because obviously yeah. us, us as aussies get the eu release dates what i do love though so uh not us but like you know, I was listening to uh, a much superior and more popular PlayStation podcast, uh, Sacred Sacred Symbols. Uh, they because they read the when they do the drop, they read the description as well. Um, they just made them up. They just so, made which them I up. thought were fucking fantastic because they're like, I don't know what does this sound like. It is uh, cool, but we don't do that anyway, so it actually works out well for us. Makes our life easier. So first up, we have Assetto Corsa Competition PS4 out June twenty three. The picture would have really helped with it. It's a car sim game. Oh, okay, sweet. I know what that is. It's all good. good. Uh, Bounty Battle PS4 out June 25th, only in our region. Uh, I won't do the next one because it's America only. Uh, Conan Chop Chop PS4 out 23rd of June. Covert PS4 out June 23. Firefighters, the airport heroes out 24th of June. (laughs) Hunting Simulator 2 out June 25th. Jump Step Step, PS4, out June 22. Uh, Indiocalypse, PS4, out June 26. A lot of these I'm sure we've heard before. Uh, Little Town Hero, PS4, out June 23. 
Mad Runner, PS4 out June 23. Mad Runner or Mud Runner? Mad Runner. Mad Runner, okay. Uh, Octonaut, PS4 out June 24. If that is not based on the kids' uh, TV show of Octonauts, we're devastated. Pancake House, PS4 out June 23rd. Pancake House! Porumi, PS4 out June 24th. Party Pumper, PS4 out June 25th. (laughs) Pushy and Pulley in Blockland, PS4 out June 26th. Rugby Challenge 4, PS4, out June 24th. SpongeBob SquarePants, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated. What a mouthful. PS4, out June 23rd. Star Wars Episode 1 Racer, PS4, out June 23rd. A Summer Without Shiba Inu, PS4, out June 24th. Tower of Time, PS4, out June 24th. Out June 24th. And Ultra Core, PS4, June 26th. Uh, so speed. Uh, I almost said speed racer. Star Wars <laughs> racer, being a big thumb up for me. I'll be jumping that on, on that this week, and because I think that, as we said at the start of the show, that in fact maybe the Last of Us killer right there. Star uh, Star Wars racer. Um, SpongeBob. I think I might pick up as well because my my son's really starting to enjoy SpongeBob. So I think I might pick it up and it might be something he and I can play together. So I believe it's a remastered, which is why it's remastered. Rehy- the PS2 re- game, rehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Clever. Very I good. like it. Very well done. <laughs> But uh, that is it That's for it. things coming out this week. Yep. Which is a real shame. Mm. Anyway, this PlayStation podcast happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify and 9 a.m. on the YouTubes. Please, if you'd like to join in future conversations, head on over to our socials, our Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter. All the links are in our description below. If you want to join this PlayStation conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live and be part of it. As, you know, like Black Buddy has. Like, uh, you know, Arctic Society. Great name gave us a follow before. Grayson was here before. Dash was here before. A bunch of people that come. Cass, it's all good. We love having you guys here in the chat and it adds a little bit extra to the show. It's awesome fun. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can by sharing the conversation. Tell your friends, tell your family about this little PlayStation uh, podcast. Be sure to go to your podcast service of choice. You know, star ratings, written reviews, all that crap. If you're watching us on YouTube, you know, like, subscribe, notification bell, all that, all that junk. And of course, if you want to, you can support us financially at uh, patreon.com slash thepopculturist or buy, buy our merch, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was For the Players. Very high pitch there, team. There's like a all bleak and it's like, For the Players. <laughs> Man, I know it's really handy though. Like if they've, if, when they've changed it to like, you know, whatever the place to play or whatever, mm. I'm never going to have a concern about this. They're going to give no shits about For the Players as, like a, <laughs> as a slogan in a, in a couple of months. We're in the clear, boys. We're in the clear. <laughs>
Peel Mungrel and Sean Levitt.